are honored that you are here today. You only come once as a guest. After that, we just, just wrap our arms around you and say, hey, come on in. We're a big family, a big happy family. We're glad that you're here. And uh, we want you to know that you are among family. You're among friends. And we thank God for you. Let's give all of our guests a great big hand of appreciation for being here today. God bless you. In the name of the Lord. As was mentioned uh, uh, already today, and I want to reiterate, our, our thoughts and prayers and condolences are certainly with the uh, family of Bishop Paul Alexander Bowers, a, uh, a great man of God that has meant so much to this city for so many years and, and to around the world. His influence has gone far and wide and touched countless lives, countless lives, and uh, and his passing this week was, it was, uh, it was not expected. Um, and uh, our prayers are to the Lord on behalf of this wonderful family, the Bowers and Daniel family and our dear family, Greater Emmanuel Apostolic Temple. God bless them in Jesus' name. And uh, do continue to keep them in your prayers. And let's also remember the uh, family of Brother Marcus Harper, our very dear brother who normally would sit right here, right here on this seat. And uh, if you don't know, Brother Marcus Harper lost his leg uh, several years ago, and um, that didn't stop him from being faithful to the house of God. He was faithful to the house of God. Amen. He came to worship the Lord. He would come and, and pray with men men's prayer and and come to the house of the Lord and worship God and you know I'm so thankful and grateful that he sat right here where our young people could see the example of faithfulness that he set. I love that our young people to look at the platform had to see brother Marcus Harper so that they'll always remember this man who put God first and paid close close attention to what the Lord was doing. Please do remember his mother and his daughter, his son-in-law, and their family in prayer. And, uh, and uh, we ask God to be with them. We also remember the family of Officer Bill Brewer. This is a, a, a Claremont uh, Sheriff's deputy who was involved in a, a, a shooting last night and passed away this morning. And uh, he's connected to our church uh, through... Uh, friends and family, and, and we need to remember the Brewer family in Jesus' name, that God would comfort them and be with them in the name of the Lord. You know, there are times where difficulties seem uh, to abound, but, but, but it's important for us to remember God is still in control. He's still on the throne. He's still on the throne. And somehow in His amazing wisdom, we know that all things are going to be all right in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I would like to turn your attention this morning to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 8. And we're going to begin with verse number 1. Thank you to our music team and to our ministers of music and worship leaders. God bless them. Don't you feel the presence of the Lord here this morning? Amen. It feels good to be in the house of the Lord today. Now you know that today the world is all shifting their attention 
to a sporting event that's taking place this evening. And uh, we're going to keep our eyes on Jesus. But we do have an interesting little tradition around here that somehow, some way, God just kind of gives us some direction in, as it relates to this sporting event. So I'm going to read from Daniel chapter 8, verse number 1. And this is, the, this is the, the word of the Lord. In the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, a vision appeared unto me, even unto me, Daniel. After that which appeared unto me at the first. And I saw in a vision, and it came to pass when I saw that I was at Shushan in the palace, which is in the province of Elam. And I saw in a vision, and I was by the river Ulai. Then I lifted up mine eyes and saw, and behold, there stood by before the river a ram which had two horns. And the two horns were high, but one was higher than the other, and the higher came up last. I saw the ram pushing westward, northward, southward, so that no beasts might stand before him. Neither was there any that could deliver out of his hand. But he did according to his will, and he became great. And as I was considering, behold, an he-goat came from the west on the face of the whole earth and touched not the ground, and the goat had a notable horn between his eyes. And he came to the ram that had two horns, which I had seen standing before the river, and ran unto him in the fury of his power. And I saw him come close unto the ram. He was moved with collar against him and smote the ram and brake his two horns. And there was no power in the ram to stand before him. But he cast him down to the ground, stamped upon him, did a Super Bowl shuffle. (laughs) And there was none that could deliver the ram out of his hand. And so, I would like to preach to you this morning on this subject, the ram, the goat, and the final score. The ram, the goat, and the final score. Can we pray together? We need to pray. We just, all all of us, every one of us need to pray. Lord, we love you today and we thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We ask that you will have your way in this house. Move upon us, I pray, as we share your word, as we delve into your word. Help us to understand you greater. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, "Amen." amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated. In the name of the Lord. So here I am, having to deal with the Patriots. I have preached on the Patriots for several years now. And I don't like the Patriots because I'm a Colts fan. You can't be a Colts fan and a Patriots fan at the same time. And so you know it's pure torture for me because the Patriots are a winning team. They win. 
In fact, one year, the year that they beat the Falcons, the message we just simply said, Patriots win. That's what they do. They just, I don't know how to explain it, but they just simply win. And so, do you know the pain, the torture that it is for a Colts fan, a Peyton Manning fan to get up here and, and, and somehow describe a situation in which the Patriots could, could win this game? And, I, and I, I learned early that the Patriots, I, I likened them to the children of Israel. When they played the Giants, it was the children of Israel facing the Giants in the Promised Land. And Patriots, that, 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 that word actually means an inhabitant of the Fatherland. It's where we get our word paternal or patriarch. It has to do with the Father. And so a Patriot is an inhabitant of the Fatherland. And so it made perfect sense. So I, I, Patriots, when they played the Seahawks, they, they, that was them overcoming the, the temptations that were within the promised land. The Seahawk is an osprey, a, a vulture, a raven, a crow. And, a, and uh, you know, I, every year it was like I had the Patriots winning. Last year, though, I said, God, I need you to help me out here. Because... I'm conflicted. I, I, smoked my, I smoked my spirit and I said, Lord, help me. I need to understand a way that I can, I can predict that the Patriots will win but still make them the bad guy. I just... Because you know what? It's, I, I, do you know how much I wanted the Saints to get to the Super Bowl this year? Y'all have no idea how many great Saints Super Bowl messages that are just waiting... When they finally get there, it's going to be a five-hour message. It's going to be a five-week series. I just, I mean, they were, they could, I had them and the Chiefs. That's who I had. I had them and the Chiefs. I was so ready to preach on Paul saying that he was the least of saints and the chief of sinners. I might preach that one anyway. We might just start all over. But no, 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 no. Now, we can't have the Saints getting into the Super Bowl. We got to have the, the Patriots and the Rams getting into the Super Bowl. And I, I said, Lord, I really need your help. I need you to help me understand how can I make Tom Brady and the Patriots win, because they're probably going to win, but still be the bad guy. Because I really need them to be the bad guy. I can't just get up here and then be the good guy, the protagonist in all of this. And then the Lord who is rich in mercy, <laughs> peeled back the curtain and began to reveal to me the truth. And I began to understand how the Patriots might win, but they're still the bad guy. And I realized he began to, he began to show me that the, the, the world, you can't go by what the world says, but the world calls Tom Brady the goat. Be not deceived. Be not deceived. But that's what they call it. If you Googled NFL quarterback GOAT, Tom Brady might be the number one result of that search. And, and if he's not number one, he'd be in the top two or three because he has so many statistics that, 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 that show that he has conquered, that he has overcome that he has defeated the foe it's just over and over and over and it's sickening <laughs> and I learned a long time ago not to pray for your team to win because then God will make them lose 
He wants you praying about other things, not the Colts winning. So he's like, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to pray about that instead of this? Then I'm going to make them lose. So I just said, okay, Lord, I'm going to put it all in your hands. Just let you determine the outcome. And, and, and so I just, I just I began to realize that the world called Tom Brady the goat. But the goat in the scriptures is not something you want to be called. Because the goat in the scriptures represents rebellion. It represents stubbornness. It represents one choosing their own way. And so this was very enlightening to me. And it, it came upon this last year when the Lord revealed this truth to me. That Tom Brady is rebellious and stubborn and the patriots are, are, are the goat. And that's not a good thing. They might win, but that's not a good thing. And I was so grateful to the Lord that he showed this to me. And in fact, I preached last year that the Eagles would win because, because the Patriots might have been brought out of Egypt, but not by, not by their own power, by the wings of an eagle. That, that's, the, that's the word of the Lord. I'm just preaching the word to you. And so I'm, I, I thank the Lord that he helped me understand about the, the ways of the goat, the stubbornness, the defiance, the rebellious nature of the goat. And we look at this passage of Scripture in the book of Daniel. When Daniel has this vision, he is in the Persian Empire. And while he's in the Persian Empire, he's praying, and the Lord opens up his mind to have a vision. In this vision, he sees a ram that is powerful. That is strong. That is fierce. Nobody can stand before the ram. And this ram has all of the faculties one would need in order to wage an effective war. And then in the same vision on the other side was a goat. And the goat, as we just read, began to charge the ram. And the goat, the Bible says, his feet didn't even touch the ground. That's a, that's a mad goat. And the goat, now, now folks, you see a goat and a ram getting ready to, to literally lock horns. And you, you kind of think maybe the ram could take him, but it depends on how mad the goat is. And the goat is swift on his feet to the point that his feet don't even touch the ground in the vision. And he charges this ram with much a collar, which is where we get our word cholesterol. It has to do with heat and indignation and anger and fury. And, and, and he charges the ram and, and, and the ram is powerless before the goat. The goat, the goat just tramples him, lays him waste and stamps him into the ground. And Doug goes to the half line, half field line and 50-yard line and, and begins to taunt the fans of the Rams. And This is the vision of Daniel <laughs> as I see it. <laughs> now, I do need to be very clear with you. I don't think that Daniel was predicting today's game. As a matter of fact, we know what he was predicting because it has already come to pass. He was predicting an all-out war between the Persian Empire and the Grecian Empire. 
the ram was the Persian Empire that, that Daniel was very privy to. He was, he was in bondage within the, the Persian Empire. And, and King Darius was the great king and the great ram. But what Daniel foresaw was that there was coming a power that Darius was not prepared for. And this power was coming from the west. Now, King Darius was this mighty ram who had pushed northward, westward, southward, and he, was, he had developed by then the greatest empire the world had ever known. The Persian Empire, the Medo-Persian Empire. But there was a force that Daniel foresaw in this vision, and, and he let it be known that King Darius' empire is about to come down. There's a force that's coming from the west. And God showed it to Daniel in the form of a goat. And this force was going to come with great fury and rage and anger and indignation. And it would happen so swiftly that that it would be as if the feet didn't even touch the ground. It would happen before anybody really knew what was going on. And this force was the Grecian Empire led by Alexander the Great. And it came to pass... Just as Daniel said it would come to pass that that this force would be from the west, the Grecian Empire, that would focus on the ram, which was the Persian Empire. And there would be a fierce battle, but that the ram would not be able to withstand the power and the force of the Grecian Empire. Now you have to understand something, ladies and gentlemen. That is what King Darius faced. And that's what the Persian Empire faced. Can you imagine? What King Darius must have felt when he realized that everything he had established, everything that he had built, was about to fall overnight, over a very short period of time. This was the greatest military power the world had ever known. Hundreds of thousands of troops. The Grecian Empire didn't have hundreds of thousands. They had tens of thousands of troops. And they came with such anger and Alexander the Great was so fierce and so doggedly determined to bring down the Persian Empire that King Darius did not know what hit him. The enemy had come in like a flood. Now I want you to understand today as I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to people who know perhaps what King Darius felt like. Where you're just going along your merry way where you have things that you've accomplished, achieved, built up. You have your own little world and your own little life. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, from some strange, mysterious land beyond, comes this fury, this anger, this rage. And it locks horns with your life and brings you down and you have no idea what you did to cause it you have no idea what you did that brought it on all you know is that you were standing upright things were going good and now you're on the ground trampled defeated broken beaten down how many have ever been there before where everything that could go wrong seemed like it did go wrong how many have ever been there before when you experienced what the enemy said or what the Bible says that the enemy came in like a flood? Am I the only one who knows what it feels like to, to, to put this fire out only to have this fire start up? 
and put that fire out only to have this fire start up. And you find yourself in constant circular motion trying to stamp out this problem and that problem. And then it's a financial thing. And then it's a relationship thing. And then it's a walk with God thing. And then it's a betrayal of a friend thing. And then it's a physical health problem. And on and on and on the battle goes. Hallelujah. That's what King Darius was experiencing. He, he, thought, he thought I could handle anything. I've got things in order. And then all of a sudden there was an attack. The goat came against the ram, and the ram went down. And when the ram went down, it was a shock. It was a shock to everybody. I mean, we're looking at two animals in the scripture. We're looking at the goat, who represents rebellion and stubbornness, who represents fleshly ways, who represents all that is not good. And then we're looking at the ram. We know what the ram represents in the scripture. The ram represents power, represents strength, represents might, and and most importantly, represents the substitutionary sacrifice that Jesus Christ made on our behalf. So we have these two animals. When Daniel's vision starts, he says, on one side, we got the ram. And in this corner, we got the goat. I know how this fight's going to end up because the ram is good and the goat is bad. I know how this fight's going to end up because the ram is is everything that you, you want to be and everything that should be. The ram is all that is good in the scriptures. And then on this side, you got the nasty old goat. Cheating, inflating footballs, looking at other teams' game plans got cell phones trying to record other teams game plans cheating I mean we, we, this is the way it should turn out is the Rams ought to march in there and stomp on the Patriots and come out victorious and say hey we're victorious over the goat we're victorious over the Patriots That's how it should turn out. That's how it should have turned out when they played the Colts. The Colts should have won. I mean, Jesus rode in on a Colt. That's the way this should turn out. The good guys should win. And yet, we face so many circumstances in life when what we think should happen doesn't happen. And we think to ourselves, if we were God, We'd have done it differently. I'm I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If we were God, we'd have done some things differently. There were some folks that would still be alive today if we were God. Because we we would have just said, it doesn't matter what the big picture is. I love them and I want them here with me. And we would have done it the way we wanted to do it. But I do need to comfort somebody to let you know. We may not understand it now. But God is God. And He is good. And He is all wise. And He is all powerful. And there really is a bigger picture. I know it feels like the goat comes in and just wreaks havoc on your life. He wreaks havoc in your circumstances and you feel powerless before him and you feel like nobody can deliver him, deliver you out of his hand. I'm 
preaching to people who feel like, but I, but I prayed and I asked God to change it and God didn't change it and, and I prayed and I asked God to deliver this and change that. Sometimes God does and sometimes God does not. I don't understand it. I will tell you that we will understand it better by and by. Woo. By and by. When the morning comes, when all the saints, they may not make it to the Super Bowl, but they're going to heaven. You may not get everything you want in this life, but be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Hallelujah. I want to preach to somebody who feels like you're in the battle of your life right now. And things didn't work out the way they should have worked out. Because this is good and that's bad and this is right and that's wrong. And it feels like the goat is gloating. Ah. Feels like the goat just steps in. And it's, 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 you look around our world today, and you can get discouraged. You see all the violence. You see all the hate. You see all of the ungodliness. You see all of the blasphemy. You see all of the rebellion and all of the unrighteousness. And you can sit back and think, my goodness, the goat is just wreaking havoc and running rampant. The goat's going to walk away with the ring again. Not fair. That's not the way it should be. The Rams should win this game. They're better than the Patriots. They got a better record. It's more integrity. But I do need to tell you that the ram that Daniel saw was the Persian Empire. But that's not... The ram throughout the scriptures. The ram throughout the scriptures, oh hallelujah, is a substitutionary animal. He has a mission. His mission is to lay down his life. See, the first time we ever, oh, I wish I could preach it like I feel it today. See, 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 when the children of Israel hear the ram's horn, it's actually an, a musical instrument. It means something. When that ram's horn sounds, it is a call to the children of Israel that no matter what battle they're in, remember whose you are. It doesn't matter what battle you face right now. And it doesn't matter how tall Goliath is. And it doesn't matter the lions in the den. And it doesn't matter the fire in the furnace. You hear the sound of the ram's horn. And it's a reminder to you that God is on our side. And I don't know how this game will turn out. But I know how the final score of eternity will turn out. We say it like this. You may not win this battle, but we will win this war. Hallelujah. Now, now, you see, the first time we encounter the ram, Abraham is taking Isaac up to Mount Moriah. Isaac is the son of promise. 
God has told Abraham, this is your son. Take your son, your only son, whom you love. Get thee into the land of Moriah. Offer him upon the mountain. One of the mountains which I will tell you of. He lays Isaac down, straps him to the altar. Isaac is about to be sacrificed. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Abraham hears a little rustling in the thicket nearby. He turns around and he sees the ram was rustling in the thicket. And the angel of the Lord says, don't slay your son. God has provided a ram. Now see, you got to understand something. I wanted the saints in the Super Bowl. But if the saints were going to go to the Super Bowl, they were probably going to get beat by the goat. God spared the saints. Do you have an image, Brother Joey? Do you have an image that we can show up here? Could we just put an image up here? Look at this, folks. Look at, look at this. Look at this. Now, we call that a pass interference. The saints were about to catch that ball and run it into the end zone. And I wanted them to. Look, look. That's called pass interference. Look at that. Come on, ref. Call it. That's not fair. The saints were on their way to the Super Bowl. But God, who knew what was going to happen in the Super Bowl, sent a ram to step in. It was the saints who were supposed to be sacked. It was the saints who were supposed to be tackled. It was the saints who were supposed to be blessed. But the ram in the thicket stepped in and said, no, no. It was you who were supposed to go to the cross. It was you who were supposed to be buried. It was you who were supposed to bleed and be wounded and bruised and chastised. But the ram of God. Hallelujah. Now you can cry about it all you want. Now that was a pass interference. For us, God provided a Passover interference. Glory. He said, take the blood of the ram over the doorpost and when I see the blood, I'm going to interfere. I'm going to interject myself. I'm going to step into your circumstance. Now you hear what I'm telling you? Because when they stood at the cross of Calvary, they were like, wait a minute. Isn't the ram supposed to win? Why is the ram bleeding? Why is the ram bruised? Why is the ram wounded? Why is the ram dying? Why is the ram giving up the ghost? The ram should win. But you got to understand the purpose of the ram. I've come with one mission in mind. I came to seek and to save that which was lost. I didn't come to get elected king. I came to be a substitutionary sacrifice. I didn't come to win a popularity contest. I didn't come down into this earth to be an emperor. I came down into this earth to save your soul from a devil's hell. I didn't come down into this earth 
So, so people would praise me. Do you know some of the miracles he did? He'd do the miracle and he'd say, Now don't tell anybody I did that. Because he made himself of no reputation. It looked like that. this isn't fair. The ram is, has been sacked. The ram has been blitzed. He could have called legions of linebackers. Could have come and rescued him from what the goat was doing. But the goat put a spirit aside. And the goat put a crown of thorns on his head. Hallelujah. And the goat put stripes on his back. And then we saw the ram just dying, being wounded, being bruised. And you feel that's the way you feel sometimes. You look around your life and you're saying, wait a minute. I should have more money than this. Wait a minute. I should feel better in my body than this. Wait a minute. This person shouldn't have passed away. Wait a minute. The goat shouldn't be wreaking havoc and running rampant. But you've got to understand this isn't the end of the story. This isn't the final score. The ram has a bigger mission than one Super Bowl contest. He has a bigger mission than one little victory here and one little victory there. In fact, his contest isn't even something this world understands. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. I'm going to meet you in the morning. I will meet you in the morning. Just outside the eastern gate. Hallelujah. Don't you get discouraged. When Belichick and Brady call some play you've never heard of. What? Wait, who's throwing the ball? What's Brady doing blocking? Edelman running down the field. And you're just like, wait, 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 hold on. I thought I was supposed to have more going for me than this. It's easy to think that when the blood is running down the, the ram's body. It's easy to feel defeated when you're going through the crucifixion process. It's easy to feel defeated when the goat begins to gloat. But, but, but you need to read the rest of the story. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because I, I, I'm not talking about these rams. And I'm not talking about these goats. I'm talking about the ram. The lamb. And I can't speak for the Los Angeles Rams, but I can speak for this lamb. He's worthy. Worthy. Now you got to understand. You got to understand what the Bible says now. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory. See, that's what we're living for. We're not living for the Super Bowl. We're not living for every day to go perfect the way we want it. We're not living one week at a time, one year at a time, and this is a bad day and that's a good... No, no, no. We are living for one thing. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory. If you miss that, nothing else matters. That's what we're living for. We're not living for the Super Bowl. We're living for when the Son of Man shall come in His glory. 
and all the holy angels with him. Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goat. Oh, hallelujah. He shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left hand. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. But I lost the Super Bowl. I don't care. Come, ye blessed of my father. But I didn't, call, I didn't, I didn't follow the play right. I, I messed this up and I messed that up. And, and this happened and that happened. And I, and I had disappointment in my life. He said, Come, ye blessed of my father. Hallelujah. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I wasn't hungry. And you gave me meat I was thirsty and you gave me drink I was a stranger and you took me in naked and you clothed me I was sick and you visited me I was in prison and you came unto me Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungered, and fed thee, and thirsty, and gave thee drinker, stranger, and took you in, or naked, and clothed thee? When did we see you sicker in prison, and came unto me? And the king shall answer, and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. See, you're, 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 worried, about, you're worried about losing the Super Bowl. And God is saying, focus on my kingdom. You, you, think, you think you're defeated because the goat is gloating in your life. Saying, look what, I, look what I did here and look what I did there. And instead, you need to realize there are sick all around you. There are hungry all around you. There are thirsty all around you. There are imprisoned all around you. There are broken people all around you. Don't get caught up in the, in the craze of the Super Bowls of life. Don't get caught up in what the world deems success. Keep your eyes on when the Son of Man shall come in His glory. Hallelujah. Then shall he say unto them on the left, depart from me. Uh-oh. This is what he's saying to the goats. Who you want to be? A ram or a goat? He said, depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you took me not in. Naked, you clothed me not sick and in prison and you visited me not. They shall answer saying, when saw we thee in that condition? Then shall he answer them saying, verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. And that's the last time you read about the goats. Hebrews talks a little bit about goat skins in the Old Testament. But that's the last time you read about the goats. That's not the last time you read about the lamb. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because... If you, if, you, if you just let the Lord give you a revelation, you'll see the lamb high and lifted up, seated upon a throne. 
and 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. Those, those are saints and we even see angels. See, that's where the ram is. The ram is in the city of angels. You're going to look up into heaven, into that blessed city, that heavenly Jerusalem, an innumerable company of angels, the spirits of just men made perfect, and in the middle of all of them is going to be the Lamb of God that the world denied, that the world defied, that the world crucified, that the world said didn't exist, that the world mocked, that the world ridiculed, that the world trampled, that the world persecuted, that the world sacked and blitzed and brutalized and wounded and bruised and chastised you'll see the lamb you won't see a goat but you'll see the lamb you will not see what the world calls success but you will see the lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know what job you just lost. I don't know what bad news you just got. I don't know why you have a knot in your stomach today. I don't know what problem is over the horizon or what what report you're awaiting from the doctor. But regardless of what the goat perpetrates upon your life, keep reading. Keep reading. Keep reading. Come on, keep reading. Yeah, keep reading. Don't don't stop. Don't stop when the thorns go into his brow. Keep reading. Don't stop when the spear goes in his side. Keep reading. Don't stop when the nails go in his hands or his feet. Keep reading. Don't stop. Don't stop in the problem. Somebody said, well, I'm going through hell. Brother Tenney said, don't stop there. Come out on the other side. I said, come out on the other side. You need to keep reading. Read till he gives up the ghost and keep on reading. Read until he says into thy hands, commend my spirit and keep on reading. Read until they take him down from the cross, but keep on reading. Read until they lay him in a borrowed tomb, but don't stop reading. Read. Oh. Read when Mary, hallelujah, and the disciples come to the tomb. Keep on reading. Keep on reading. Read to when the stone is rolled away. Read to when they look inside and an angel looks up and said, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. He is alive even forevermore. Hallelujah. Don't stop reading. Keep on reading. Because the lamb, the lamb, he may not win today. But that's not the final score. Hallelujah. He may not have won on that day when the sun went dark. And the veil in the temple went, was broken in twain. It didn't look like he won that day. What they didn't know is that he had won a greater battle than they could ever understand. He fulfilled the law. Hallelujah. Sealed death and its destructive influence. Don't get caught up in what the world calls the greatest of all time or worldly success or fortune or fame. Keep your eyes on when the Son of Man 
shall come in his glory. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, push past the Super Bowl commercials and concentrate on when the Son of Man shall come in his glory. Don't worry about whether the world gives you a ring or a trophy. Give your eyes on when the Son of Man shall come in his glory. Somebody lift your hands to him right now. Lift your hands to him right now. Go ahead, lift your hands to him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory. Come on, lift up your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it, that's it. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Go ahead and stand with me, if you will. Go ahead and stand with me, if you will. The musicians are coming. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You hear what I'm telling you. You hear what I'm telling you today. I'm I'm reaching for the person who feels like the goat has come at you with fury and rage. And you felt like the you felt like the ram was just going to trample him. But in that particular story, it's the ram who's laying there bloodied and bruised and broken. And you don't know why. I've come to tell you why. It's not about this world. It's about a land that is far beyond the starry sky. Oh, hallelujah. He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Hallelujah. I need somebody to lift your hand right now and reach for the Lamb of God. God, I, I, I got to stop living for this world. I got to stop thinking that I have to measure up to the success of this world. I have to stop believing, Lord, that it's the world that determines what, who is the greatest of all time. There's only one greatest of all time. Behold, a greater than Jonah is here. Behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Behold, a greater than Tom Brady is here. Behold, the greatest, the God of heaven and earth, the creator of all things, the one who is wisdom. He doesn't have wisdom. He is wisdom. The one who is power. The one who is glory and might and excellence. He is the wonderful. He is the counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting Father. Oh, bless His name. Hallelujah. When the devil tries to tell you your life story is a failure, you tell the devil, keep on reading. You keep on reading. Because this isn't the final score. I'm going to get up out of this grave just like my Savior got up out of his grave. I know that my Redeemer liveth and he shall stand at the latter day. Alexander the Great moved with swiftness and fury and rage, but he didn't last forever. He died at age 32 of a fever. Your problem is not going to last forever. The thing that you're going through right now, the pain and the grief and the turmoil, I want you to know it seems like the most vicious thing you've ever faced. A vortex within your soul. 
but the Lord, the Lord, the Lord lives forever. Your pain will not live forever. It will fall just as it rose up. It will fall. And all will be peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody reach for him right now. Reach for him. I'm opening up this altar for people who want to come and just say, God, I need your help. I need your help because I'm going through something that I didn't think would ever happen to me. I'm going through some pain. I'm going through some shame. I'm going through some things, God. And I need help. I need help. I need help. Come on, that's it. That's it. Come on and just pour it all out to God right now. Pour it all out to God right now. I need some folks who the goat has confronted with vigorous fury. Some folks who the enemy of your soul, you feel like he's trampling. Don't give up. Keep on reading. Keep on praying. Keep on worshiping. The Lamb is the light of that city. The Lamb is the light of the city. The Lamb, hallelujah, was slain from the foundation of the world. He came so He could die and then live again. Hallelujah, Lord. Come on, that's it, that's it. There's room for more. There's room for more. There's room for more. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, That's it. Right where you stand. If you want to come to the front, come to the front. There's a powerful moving of the Spirit of God right now. If you want to stand right where you are, but somehow, somewhere in this building, lift up your hands unto the Lord and say, God, I need victory in my life. I need victory in my life. I'm surrounded by you. 